You're listening to Biz Quick. This is where Julie and Corey provide quick and useful information to small business owners. Biz Quick is the podcast where small business owners get to showcase their businesses and receive expert advice and guidance in areas many entrepreneurs struggle with. And you, the listener, get solutions, tips, and tricks on real-world topics that many small business owners face. Julie and Corey are the experts small businesses hire when they need solutions. And the BizQuick podcast is just one way they deliver those solutions. Let's start the show. Hello, and welcome to BizQuick. I'm Julie. And I'm Corey. And on today's podcast, we have a special episode for you. We're going to be answering questions that were posed to us by students who are working on transition goals for graduation. These students are all studying at Cougar Academy, which is a part of the Harrisburg City School District, and they're taught by Erica Baylor, who's a friend of the show. I'm kind of excited to hear what the questions are. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's roll. I think how we should do it is just volley back and forth and um, with the questions and you ask me and I'll answer and Perfect. I ask you and we'll just take it from there. All right, let's do it. So question number one from Shamar, age 16. When you want to start a business and you have an idea of what you want to do, what's the first step? Great question, Shamar. This is this is good. So you're you want to honestly market analysis would be my recommendation. So take a look at what other businesses like the one you want to start already exist, where they're located, how they're doing business-wise, and and see if you can spot any gaps, areas where you can do better. But a market analysis is always a really good place to start because one, it tells you if there's actually a need for it in the market. And two, it gives you an idea of what other businesses are already doing. And market analysis are super easy to do. You can just, you know, do some research in Google. You could honestly do, if it's a business, you could do some, you know, drive around or look in your local local area to see what other like businesses exist. And, you know, talk to friends and family to kind of figure out what they think about the um see what they think about your your concept. And what you're really going for is you wanna find out if the product or service that you want to start as part of your business is viable. That's, that's the end goal and market research will help you determine that. And once you've confirmed that it is, then you can move on to actually getting started with, with the business. Anything else, Corey, did I miss anything? No. All right, perfect. Let's move on to question number two, which comes from Jalik, who is 15. And Jalik asks, if I apply for a loan, will the bank not want to give me one if I'm young? So if you are under 18, I'm going to say no, they will not give you a loan. Sorry, Jalik, but uh, that's something that you can probably work out with your parents or somebody else uh, for legal reasons, obviously. Uh, you can't sign a contract if you're under 18. I'm sure that probably varies state to state and bank to bank. They might have to be older. Um, but what the bank's really looking for is whether or not you have a, a, solid, a solid business plan in terms of what you're going to sell. So they want to make sure that you are um, capable of selling what it is that you want to sell and that you have, uh, like Julie said, a viable product so that it makes sense. You know, if, if you're going into, uh, if you're going to, create, uh, you know, typewriters or something like that. That's, uh, that's no longer a, a popular, uh, product. They're not going to give you a loan, but, um, the main thing is they want to make sure that you're 
they want to secure their their interest in your business. So if you can prove that you are capable of of paying back the loan, they might have, you know, ask for some sort of collateral. Um, and, you know, obviously the younger you are, the less collateral you probably have. But uh, you want to um, just make sure that you are capable of, of providing whatever product or services that you want to sell and that you have the experience and ability to do so. And being young doesn't mean that you don't have the experience or ability. You could you know, obviously you could have been working on, on a product or something or even selling it for the longest time. And now you want to take it from out of your garage into, um, you know, an actual retail shop. And, and if you have years of, of data showing that, hey, this is viable, I can do this, you know, a bank's going to be willing to do that. And especially, I mean, depending on the size of the loan also, also really depends upon um, how likely a bank is, is to give a loan to anybody, not and age doesn't really matter. I actually want to throw something in here um, and I'm not even trying to be slightly obtuse, but when I look at, you know, the age of all the kids that are asking these questions and they're great questions, but do you think this group of kids knows what a typewriter is? I would assume so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to be. All right, uh, an iPod. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody uses those anymore, right? <laughs> Correct. Nobody right. uses those either. Okay. All right. Good reference. All right. Next question we've got from Briani 16. How long does it normally take for businesses to start making real money? Ooh, okay. So this is such a variable question, Briani. A great question. And in all honesty, it really, I'm going to say it depends. And I know that's not a great answer, but here's the reality. You could start a business and not see any real money. And when you say real money, I assume you mean you're making more money than you're spending on the business. So you actually are able to cover your bills and your expenses for the business and have some income for yourself. It, it could take six months. It could take two years. It, it's really very variable. It's a, it's a variable response based on the demand in the marketplace, your ability to really market and sell it to people to get customers through your sales pipeline and, and how, how, how high of customer service quality you're providing, right? Because people will come back if you've got really good service and it's something that you're selling that is, um, you know, a repeatable or like a consumable good. So, I, it depends. And I know that's not a great answer. I think the better question to ask, and I think it's coming up in a couple of minutes, or it's certainly coming up in this, in this podcast is um, how much money should you have on reserve when you're starting a business so that you can go um, an extended period of time without making money? Cause that's really the way that you should be looking at it. And I I'm pretty sure we're going to address that later. So I'm not going to give that answer. I'm going to leave that as a little bit of a cliffhanger. Anything you want to add to that one? No. All right. This next question comes from Denny. He is 16 and this is what he wants to know. If I want to start a business and I need a loan to start it up, will the bank give me a loan if I didn't go to college? Uh, that is very similar to the uh, question <clears throat> that uh, I answered about um uh, Julie's question, and it it all comes down to your experience and your ability. And definitely, college has can have a lot to do with that, and it can have absolutely nothing to do with that. It depends upon what business you want to start, and it depends upon your background and and what you um, bring to the table. So, for instance, 
I, um, I, I was in restaurants for years. I also got a degree in hospitality and tourism management. Um, and I guarantee you, if I went to the bank with just a college degree that says I know how to run restaurants, they would be very unlikely to give me a loan. But going with no college degree and of years of experience in restaurants, they would be much more likely to give me a loan. So it depends, depends upon the business that you're going in and it depends upon you know, what's required for that business. So if you're going to do something that requires, I mean, if you look at, um, I was going to say, like, it really, it really depends. If you look at a lot of the, the tech giants, the, you know, the, the Zuckerbergs and the um, whoever else, uh, you know, they didn't even, if they completed college, they may not even gone to college. So, you know, it really doesn't matter. Like the, the quote unquote formal education that you have doesn't really matter. It's about what you know and, and your experience. Uh, next question is from Joan Lees, 18. Um, and her question is, what's better, start a business that you know how to do or start a business that's something you love to do? Mm, so I'm going to ask you for an assist on this one, because I think um, I, I, I would appreciate like a, a counter argument for this one. So I think Starting a business, if you're going to start a business, there's a real benefit to starting a business when it's something that you love to do, right? There's an absolute benefit to that because you're passionate about it. You're going to want to stick with it. You're more likely to work really hard at it to make it successful because if there's one thing that we can tell you when you are an entrepreneur and you're starting a business, it it is it's a grind. It's an uphill climb and it requires a lot of work. And so loving what you do would be a huge benefit. It might take you longer to actually make real money though, because it's not necessarily something that is, you know, needed in the marketplace or, or, or maybe it's not something that will get you to the, the, revenue positive as quickly as if you started a business doing something that you know how to do well. So I'm kind of curious for your thoughts on this one, Corey, especially on this, you know, something that you know how to do. Well, I mean, I think that they're kind of one and the same, you know, if it's something that you love to do, you know how to do it. And mm, interesting. so, okay. you know, that that's uh, one way to look at it. And obviously if it's something that you don't really like, but you know how to do it, like Julie said, uh, I mean, you're going to be potentially less likely to like, you're not going to have your heart in it and you're going to be less likely to stick through all of the the challenges and the troubles and, and all of that because you, you just don't have the passion about it. So, uh, you know, I'd say definitely stick, make sure that there's some sort of passion in what you're doing and just owning a owning your own business, being your own boss could be the passion. You know, you could have some very, uh, unattractive career like um, pest control or something like that. And, you know, but you get to set your own hours, you get to do your own thing, you get to make your own money, um, you know, and no offense to anybody who's in pest control out there, Brett, my neighbor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, yeah, so that that's what I would say. And the, the only thing that I would add is that just be careful because you can often take something that you love and turn it into something that you hate because all of a sudden it, what your pro, you know, your passion now becomes a chore. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I, I'm so glad that I asked you to weigh in on this one, because I guess I wasn't thinking if you love to do it, you clearly know how to do it. <laughs> so um, thanks. Thanks for um, pro providing the assist on that one. All right. The next question is from 
Ray John, who's 15, and I'm just going to interject here real quick before I read the question. We are so sorry if we're pronouncing any of these names wrong. Really, really sorry. We're trying very hard, but I, I think this one is Ray John. Um, again, he's 15, and his question is this. How do you know what kind of businesses are going to be successful? That is a very open-ended question. It is. Um, and I think that the the key factors are you need to have uh, obviously a product that people are going or service that people are going to want to buy. That's first and foremost. If if you're selling something that nobody wants, then obviously you're not going to be successful. Um, from there, it it comes down to uh, the just the way that you manage your company, and that's how you you build out your foundation of your business and in terms of knowing who your customer is, knowing what your marketing strategy is, <clears throat> knowing, um, you know, what, knowing what numbers you need to abide by. So that's one of the, the main reasons a lot of businesses go out of business is they just, they don't manage by the numbers. And that's my one piece of advice to anybody out there is managing your business by the numbers, knowing what your, if you're selling a product, what your cost of goods needs to be. If you're renting a business uh, or a building, what your percentage of revenue, your rent can be, um, labor cost, all of that stuff. Knowing the numbers and, and managing your business by the numbers is the best way to be successful. Knowing what kind of business, I mean, we can't, I mean, it's hard to say because there's success stories in every industry and there's failure stories in every industry. So, um, you know, I, I think it's for, for the purposes of this question, it's, it's somebody who's passionate about what they're doing. They're, they're a hundred percent bought into what they're selling and that they, um, you know, they, they have the, the ability to make the hard, the, the hard decisions and, and manage their business correctly. Um, next up we've got, let's see, Tony 18 question for Julie. Do people start up businesses while they still have other jobs? I feel like I would have to do so in order to have some money. Tony gets the sharp cat award because that quite honestly, this is Tony, Tony's got it. Yes. A lot of people start businesses while they still have another job. Um, you may hear people refer to it as a side hustle, um, or the, you know, they may not, they may keep it very quiet that they're working on something else because they don't want their employer to know that they've got this other thing going on that could put their employer at risk of losing them or that it may be a distraction to their job. But yeah, Tony, a lot of people start businesses that way, especially if they really want to do something, they're passionate about it. They want to check it out and see how it works in the marketplace or just kind of dip their toes in the water. That way they've got the security of already having a paycheck coming in and they can use all the money that comes in from their um, side hustle business. They can save it and kind of build up a little bit of a nest egg so that they can eventually quit their job and be working full time in this other, in their own business. All right. Next question is from Jayona, who is 16. I would be worried it would fail. What percent of businesses make it big? Well, that depends upon what your definition of big is. Um, the percentages of businesses that turn into multi-million dollar buyouts and all of that, I would say is less than 0.0001%. Very, very unlikely that you're going to, anybody um, is going to start a business and sell it for millions of dollars or become a multi-millionaire overnight. 
Um, not to say that you can't do that, but it, it, the becoming a big, you know, making it big, so to speak, takes time, uh, especially if you don't have any kind of like crazy innovation in the tech space or something like that, that, you know, people are going to be interested in. Um, if you're, you know, just doing a traditional business, your definition of big could be, you know, having a, a, a solid savings account and being able to take a couple vacations a year. It, it, your definition of big really depends upon uh, like what you feel making it big is. Um, when it comes to failing, that is uh, a whole other question. And Failure really, uh, it depends upon you. It, it's, it, again, if you measure or if you manage your business by the numbers and you're passionate about what you're doing and um, you're, you, you're running your business, you have a viable product, et cetera, then the, the chances of you failing are, are 100% like outside of your control. So if, if it's like, a, again, another global pandemic or something like that that you can't control, that's, you know, and you can't beat yourself up for that. But if for everything that you can control in terms of your numbers, your marketing, your placement within the uh, industry, whatever it is, that's, um, you know, that's all up to you and how you manage your business. And, and I would say that if you can make it 12 to 24 months for most businesses, that's making it big because most businesses don't make it that long. Next question is from Shade. She is 16. And her question is, is it a bad idea to start a business with your friends? Short answer is nope. The longer answer is get an operating agreement in place, right? So, um, and also make sure that you actually really like your friend and that you've got, you have a common vision or goals for the business, right? So, but that operating agreement, which is something you would work with an attorney to get in place will protect you and hopefully make sure that your friendship remains intact. And that's that's obviously something that you want, but starting a business with your friends is a great idea. You just have to really protect yourself and you have to be willing to have really hard conversations. You have to be able to know that work is work and, and personal is personal and you can't let the two cross over. And you have to be a really good communicator. You probably have to be a better communicator when you start a business with your friends than if you started with anybody else because you just really want to maintain that that friendship and that relationship but it all comes down to operating agreements and having a sim having a shared vision and i say go for it and i also think having a a set way to resolve conflicts um yeah we and, use the octagon yeah the octagon works for us but a, <laughs> a, a solid way to resolve conflicts and just to know that you need to separate business and personal that, you know, that that's one problem that a lot of people have is they, they take things personally when it's like, this is just business. Um, so being able to separate that is important. Agreed. Okay. Our final question is from Emily. She's 16 and she said, I feel like you can learn anything on YouTube. Is there a YouTube channel that helps you learn how to start a business? Well, first I'm going to thank Emily and this was not scripted, but I'm going to thank her for this softball that she just threw because uh, we just launched our own thing on YouTube. It's called Project 365 where every day for an entire year, we're going to have, we're going to answer questions, uh, short little videos of, you know, less than three minutes of um, just answering questions about business. And it's everything from marketing, uh, finance, 
questions, process, foundation, all sorts of stuff is in there. And so every day uh, through our YouTube channel, we're going to have that out there. But yes, you can learn pretty much anything on YouTube. That doesn't mean that it is correct. So just be careful about that. Um, you know, that, that just because somebody's posting a video on YouTube, it doesn't mean that they know what they're talking about. I do feel like we should say that we do know what we're, we talking, do know about. we're talking about. Yes. yes. But, but just, you know, for the other people out there posting, you know, the other people out, the other YouTubers out there, um, is there one particular YouTube channel? No, the, I would say that if anybody says that they are the one-stop shop for everything that you need to know, they are lying because there's, while a lot of people might know a lot about subjects, they don't know everything. So when you need to get into certain things, so starting a business is different than managing your finances, which is different than hiring, which is different than updating your processes and making them more efficient, that type of stuff. So it, it's, it, you'd have to kind of search around for the particular topic that you need um, in order to really get a good grasp using just YouTube. And then beyond that, uh, I, I mean, I would definitely say that I mean, YouTube is a great resource, but there's plenty of books and websites and, and other resources out there, uh, all digital all on the internet um, that you could use. But yeah, YouTube's a great place to start for sure. It is. And that wraps it. What um, before we, you know, roll through our, our podcast wrap, I do want to take a minute to thank again, thank Erica Baylor for talking to her students and getting them to send over these questions. Again, these students are all part of the Cougar Academy, which is a part of the Harrisburg City School District, and they're working on their transition goals for graduation. These questions were great. They were really, really well thought out. They're very good and makes me feel optimistic about the future. And I think we've got some young entrepreneurs on our hands. Yes, we definitely do. And thank you to, to all of them for their questions. And thanks to our listeners. And if you need to find out anything about this show or where you can find us, you can find all that in the show notes. Yes. And you can connect with us on social media. We're on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And as Corey mentioned, YouTube, check out our SB Pace YouTube channel and really check out our series Project 365. You can also reach us on sbpace.com. And while you're out there on the interwebs, subscribe to our podcast, like us, and give us a review. We love the feedback that we get on our podcast. Oh, we love feedback so much. Also, you can reach out to us about topics. There's a form on our website. If there's anything you want us to talk about, send us a note and we will gladly give it consideration, strong consideration. Also, we wrote a book. It's a number one bestseller on Amazon. It's called, Corey, what's our book called? Seriously, Now What? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness. Did you forget that? I didn't. I just feel like I have way more lines today than you do, and I wanted to share. Um, that book comes with a companion workbook, and if you've already bought it, you know what you should do? Go over to Amazon and give it a review. Yes. Yes, you should. That's it for today. I'm Corey. And I'm Julie. And this was BizQuick, helping small business owners and likely entrepreneurs across America. 